Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. And welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. How you doing? Well, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Just coming back from a weekend at the casino. Living oh, okay. Large. Okay. How'd you do? How'd you do? <laughs> I lost all my money. <laughs> Is that why you're eating mini ice cream sandwiches and not regular size ice cream sandwiches? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's okay though. The trip was free. I'm I'm pretty sure my girlfriend's aunt uh either is a leprechaun or is fucking a leprechaun because apparently she wins so much that we got the uh hotel room and dinner for free at the casino like it just got comp for us so i had a nice i had a nice uh 160 dollar uh wagyu tomahawk steak (laughs) at the uh at the casino so i've I've never had a wagyu steak before how do you like it it was great it was my first time ever having it yeah it was it was fatty but like in a very well flavored way. Like yeah. it was, it was definitely like the, probably the best steak I've ever had. And that's not oh, just wow. because the, the price tag. Like I, I did really taste the difference with the Wagyu, even mm. though technically just by exporting it from Japan, it's no longer considered Wagyu because of that. Right. Right. But, Interesting. Or is that Kobe? I get the two mixed up. Uh, it must be Kobe. I'm I actually, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, because Wagyu is like uh, just like heavy marbleized steak, right? It's like a way of a way of raising the cows. But you can get like Wagyu steak from from Australia as well or New Zealand or something like that. Yeah. So I just looked up Wagyu beef is just another term for I guess it's the breed of cattle like okay. in Japan. Uh, Kobe is a special type of Wagyu beef. Ah, OK. Interesting. But uh, is that when they feed them like beer and stuff. I think so. Well, and also like can't be exported and just all sorts of other stuff can be exported. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think like that's one of the like things of Kobe. Maybe that's just urban legend. That's what I've always heard. <laughs> also, we're, we're but- finally, we finally turned into state cast <laughs> as, as Gavin predicted. <laughs> this is an all stakes all the time yep, podcast yep. now. Yep, you can subscribe to us via Steak Rion. Steak Rion. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. So what have you been up to with magic lately? Uh well, my one of my actually probably my my favorite draft format of all time uh came back to Magic Online. So I've been playing the hell out of that. Uh Vintage Masters. Oh, right. Yeah, you said you played a ton of that. I honestly think Vintage Masters might be like the best draft set. Really? Yeah, because it's it's as close as you're gonna get to like cube without being cube because okay. you know you have the the chance of power, mm-hmm. but it's almost better than cube because like one one problem people have with like powered cube is you know your the power cards show up a little too frequently, okay, and it, you kind of feel like your decision is made for you because it's like well I'm not gonna be passing a black lotus. It doesn't matter sure. what doesn't matter what else is in the pack. I'm taking that black lotus. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Vintage Masters still has that where you get these like cool cards, but because they're uber mythics, like in they were printed in the set at a rarity rarer than mythic. Mm-hmm. So 
even though yes the possibility is there like the chances of coming across it is very very low um like for example i did probably 15 drafts and i only saw a single power card across those 15 drafts oh okay and it was Black Lotus, and I took that shit real fast. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still, I think, I went 03 in that in that league though. <laughs> I was gonna ask, how did you do? Terribly. I, I I think I drew the I think I drew the the Black Lotus like once in all oh, all of my matches, brutal. and it was like at a time where it just didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> turn seventeen. Oh, yeah, actually, like, three mana. Cool. Yeah, nothing like ripping a Black Lotus off the top turn seventeen. <laughs> oh, terrible. Yeah, that card definitely seems to get better in in like higher quantities these yes for sure um but yeah i just been driving the hell out of that i love that format uh also it was nice because it's like a flashback draft you get in the early days you could definitely tell the people who played it when it first came out and the people who are playing it now because like <laughs> um battle screech is hands down like the the probably the best card you can pick like it's uncommon and you're probably taking it over most mythics really Oh, it's what is so, Battle Screech? So Battle Screech is a sorcerer. I think it's from Judgment originally, one, okay. one of those sets. And it's uh two white white make two one one white flying bird creature tokens. And then it has flashback. Okay. Tap, oh, okay. Flashback tap three white creatures. Okay. And it just gets out of hand in draft because it's so wait, it's it's what is the mana cost? Two white white. Two white white make three creatures. Make three white birds. Make two white birds. Oh, two white birds. Okay, and then tap three white creatures to flash it back. Okay, so you could just, like make five birds in a single turn if you have one white creature on the board already. Well, four. Right. So it's it's basically four mana for four one one flying. Oh, four. Tokens. I'm sorry, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like a disc. It's it's a discounted lingering souls in sure. White. Right, right. Um, you just have to have another creature in order to tap, but. In draft, like you just take multiples of them and you just have an army of birds <laughs> and most <laughs> most draft decks just can't can't deal with that because there's no like pyroclasm or anything like right. that in the format. So you just you just go wide. Um, so like that's my favorite deck to draft in that format is uh, red white tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the battle screech and then there's also uh, beetleback rider, which okay. is I've heard of that one. That's a goblin, right? Yeah, it's two red red yeah. for a two two. When it comes into play, create two one one red goblin tokens, mm-hmm. and then so you're you're red white and you're just pumping out a bunch of tokens. And then you also play astral slide because astral slide is in this draft format, which is awesome. There's all these cycling cards, mm-hmm. and so you run astral slide, and then you're just cycling the beetleback uh, <laughs> captain. So you're just like astral sliding him. And every time he comes back into play, he's bringing in two additional goblins. And gotcha, so gotcha. the deck is just brutal because you just make a bunch of weenies and turn them all sideways. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I just, I didn't love that draft work. Cause I mean, you got that, that's the red white deck. Uh, there's <laughs> Someone does, someone doesn't like red white decks in your house. <laughs> <Yeah>, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You okay? <laughs> did you find did you find your cast iron pan in your dishwasher? Is that she, what it was? She, my my girlfriend must have found the cast iron pan collection. <laughs> um so so when it comes to like um to vintage masters vintage masters, right? Yeah. Uh, is a uh, do they change out cards every year or is it like the same set every year? No, so vintage masters was an actual set 
It was right. a magic online only set that was designed to introduce the power nine to magic online mm-hmm. because like arena when magic online came out, it didn't have a bunch of the early sets. It's right. just because it came out so much earlier, it had a lot more of it than arena did. And right, right, right. The way wizards got all of these older cards that were never made on magic online onto magic online was by uh, printing them or giving them out in treasure chests. Mm-hmm. And so vintage masters was wizard's answer as like, Oh, people want to play vintage on magic online. Here's how they can do it. Right. Right. And so they released this, you know, magic online only set where, you know, the power nine were the mythics of the set. Yep. But they were, they were super mythics. (laughs) Right. But there's also like force of, I've seen force of will in that set, right? That's vintage. That's vintage masters card. And, it was also huge for the legacy community because it also reintroduced a bunch of these really expensive uh, cards. Right. Um, like uh, the dual lands are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, force of wills in it. Uh, that must have been a big deal. Cause in the, the, the dual lands get like new art and force of will got new yep. art. Uh, I don't think force of will got new art, but the dual lands got new art. Didn't um, they, that, that was a new art for that force of will. Isn't it? The vintage masters, a different art than the Therese Nielsen art. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was, uh, it was an awesome set. And I remember when it came out, you know, several years ago now at this mm-hmm. point, uh, I just played the hell of it. That's actually mm-hmm. how I got into playing, uh, legacy on magic online Okay, was because none of these like rental services that exist, like none of those rent, these rental services were around back then. Right. And that, when that came out, you could draft, uh, dual lands and it was great because like even if you weren't drafting it you could still get the dual lands for like two to five dollars each oh which nice. was <laughs> which was yeah. amazing yep. um so that's how i got my legacy collection uh jump started was basically just drafting the hell out of vintage masters oh nice and so i drafted that a lot when it came out and then this weekend wizards did the flashback draft for it which unfortunately it's it's i the flashback drafts on magic online used to be real drafts where you used to keep the cards that you drafted. I w- that was my next question was, this is a fa- is this a phantom draft? Yeah. Now it's so annoying. Now the flashback drafts are, are phantom only. And it, it pisses me off because I feel it would be a great way for, you know, more people to get into the format. If you could, uh, you know, draft a bunch of your, you know, most important cards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, you could like say have some conspiracy theory that like, they're not releasing like cards like that on the magic. Island. Well, no, you know, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not, we're not. Nope. 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 Uh, yeah. That kind of sucks though. That's that's phantom drafts. Yeah. But I mean, I still love the draft format to death and uh, I can pretty, pretty frequently either go two one or, or three Oh, and, and go pretty much infinite in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, when, when that does flashback, I just play it into the ground. I just love that format so much. That's funny. Yeah. It's, that's interesting that, you, you know, there's like established decks in it, like an established, you know, like what is, what is out there as well known. Like they don't change the cards in it, but it's still really popular with players. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's just because like the archetypes in it are amazing. So mm-hmm. there's the red, white weenies, which is, you know, fine. But then the other archetypes are uh, blue, green madness, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, black, white reanimator. Because okay. it's got like uh, reanimate and animate dead in it. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's green, white Voltron, where you're just like suiting up a uh, a uh, like a, a shroud, not a shroud creature, but a um, like a hex 
hex tech creature uh uh and you know just making it uh unkillable filling it with auras um and then what are the oh storm so the uh, storm is also uh in the format because tendrils of agony was printed in oh it as, okay as well as uh brain freeze and i'm pretty sure empty the warrens as well um so just like the archetypes in this draft format are just like some of the most fun draft archetypes that have have been around so it just makes it makes the format as a whole like super deep and diverse and really yeah. fun to play that's cool yeah i like that and now it's gone and i'm sad oh it's already over yeah they only did it for like four days or something like that that doesn't seem like a long time no it's not but i'm i'll be i'll be reassured because it's almost christmas pat and that means the holiday cube is going to be here soon and i always get pretty hyped about the holiday cube yeah I've, i know you've talked about that in the past is that another cube that doesn't change over time no they change the the holiday cube every okay. every year the holiday cube gets tweaked it's like actively maintained mm-hmm. but the reason why i love it so much is because it's a powered cube you know okay they don't they don't hold back though the last couple of years of the holiday cube have kind of sucked because oh, really? yeah, because whoever's maintaining it is definitely subscribing to like the new world order theory of magic design where it's like creatures matter and it's all about like board and in- board interactions. And it's like, man, that's not what the holiday cube is about. <laughs> that's not what the holidays are about. <laughs> the holiday cube is about, about tradition. Some, yeah. It's about ripping some mocks in and just going to town with like ridiculous combos. Right. Like, right. Like, I don't want to be, be playing uh like pelucranos like i don't i don't need no i don't need no pelucranos in my holiday cube yeah, yeah. stop for seriously stop putting pelucranos in the holiday cube i don't know why it's in there <laughs> it's like they put it in there when theros came out and then they never took it out. i know it was barely good enough with theros so i was gonna say it was barely good enough in theros never mind it's, about, it's in there in every, the year. every year every year every year they took out like oath of druids but they left pelucranos like what oh, the fuck geez. <laughs> that seems unfortunate yeah i don't want pelucranos Take away Pelucranos. <laughs> well, let's hope that on the you know Santa listens to your wish list and Pelucranos <laughs> is not in that format. Hopefully, one can dream. One yep, can dream. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, do we want to? I know we had a that was kind of a short, short on news today, but did we want to go over some of the the spicy lists we saw in the challenges and the legacy leagues? Yeah, I mean the challenge itself was kind of meh. It's fifty uh, percent blue red Delver. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So I'm interested. What is this blue red two Delver? Is this well, that's the one? list that's running just two of Delver of Secrets. Oh, I see. I see what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, they're they're, they're just they're, cutting the they're cutting the Delvers now. Yeah. Well, not I shouldn't say now. That's but something that's been going on for quite a while. Yep. But it's like the two you know two Delvers, two Dragons Rage, four Merc Tides, four Ragavans, uh, four Expressive Iteration, four Ponder. It's just. Brainstorms, days, force of wills, gut shot, lightning it's this, bolt. It's the same as it's always been. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. Mishra's bobble. Um I I really have no desire talking about a deck where the like most interesting thing is did they run gut shot or not? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the I'm just looking at the these lists and okay, one of them added one of them added one Delver. They played one an extra Delver and a true name nemesis. And dead gone instead of gut shot. <laughs> so cool, I guess. Um, but expect looks like expects federation is just a four of now in this deck. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are all these are like man, these are all copy pasted lists, honestly. There's nothing. Yeah, I think I think the format needs a shake up. I don't necessarily think 
anything needs to get banned, but I do think that the format needs a shakeup in some way. Mm. Like something needs to happen to break this up because it's, it's getting a little stale. Yeah. I'm fine with getting rid of Ragavan, but I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about kind of the spice that did show up. So yeah. first of all, shout out in a uh, 26th place, our boy rude with his yeah. black uh, world gorgeon. Uh, world gorger uh yep. dragon deck yep reanimator yep uh we had him on the cast a couple weeks ago yeah, maybe, we it was a couple, maybe it was a couple months ago at this point it, it was at this point yeah for sure uh so if you're interested in that uh go back in the backlog uh we had rude on the podcast to talk about the list and it's it's pretty sweet also our friend adam wallace in at 24th on dothy helm which is a deck that we're gonna talk about in a minute yeah i really like this deck um it kind of reminds me of like the black death uh deck that we've talked about in the past where it's a uh, it's just a mono black uh, combo deck that can also win, um, you know, kind of fairways as well. But well, let's let's talk about it. So um, can I go down this list real quick? Because, you know, if you haven't been following lists very closely like me, it's uh, something I haven't I'm not like familiar with. Yeah, go for it. So we have four Karn the Great Creator, the four mana Karn. Um, the there's four copies of Dothy Voidwalker, which is a black, black shadow creature. Um, if a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere instead exile it with a void counter on it, you can tap and sack the void walker, choose an exile card an opponent controls. Oh, I'm sorry. An opponent owns with a void counter on it. You may play this card without paying its mana cost. Uh, but it seems like it's something that is useful in just in milling your opponent. Well, um, no. So everyone slept on this when this came out in, uh, with modern horizons too. Okay. Because first of all, Two mana for a three-two shadow creature, like that's that's pretty good on its own. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Like two mana for basically a delver of secrets, mm-hmm. um, and then what it does is, um, you know, it first of all it's graveyard hate because it prevents cards from going to the graveyard. Sure, so, yeah. So that helps against things like Murktide Regent and uh, you know, but also combo decks. Oh, like I didn't even think Dr- about Murktide. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Yeah, but also like Dredge and Reanimator. Yep. And then the benefit is, is, uh, you know, if something good goes into it, um, you can then sack the void Walker to, uh, you know, cause people, uh, to like steal it. So like, I've had it where, um, you know, someone played a Dothy void Walker mm-hmm. and then they thought seized me, took the Emmercool out of my oh, hands no. and then cast it with void Walker. So Voidwalker oh. plus like discard can also be devastating against like sure. re- reanimator or sneak and show or really any deck that's like putting a big beefy threat into play. Yep. Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. Adam actually has some other cool combos that work with the, uh, the Voidwalker as well in this list. Okay. Yeah. So we also have uh, four copies of opposition agent, which is two and a black. Uh, this is a creature that we've seen around for a while now. Um, it has flash. It's a three, two human rogue. Uh, you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. Um, and while an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as though or mana of any color to cast them. Yeah, which uh, opposition agent, its value has gone up, especially as we've seen the uh, the Zenith decks mm-hmm. really rise in popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tons of Zenith decks in the meta, and opposition agent's a great answer to that. Sure. Because yep. I mean, even even on its worst day, you can still use it to do like gotcha on one of your opponent's fetch lands, mm-hmm. and then it shuts down any fetch lands after that. 
Um, we also have four copies of uh, Thought Not Seer. We don't need to go over that card. Everyone knows what Thought Not Seer does. Uh, four Dark Ritz, uh, a copy of Chromox, an Expedition app, Tomb Helm, Two Helm of Obedience, which is basically X and Tap. Uh, I can't remember exactly what Helm says. I'm gonna <laughs> it's a paragraph. Yeah. But uh, mill they- a card, repeat until a creature card or X cards have been put in the graveyard this way, right? Yeah, so how obedience, how Richard Garfield intended it was you pay X and then you mill the top X cards of your opponent's library until you either hit X cards or you hit a creature card. Mm -hmm. And if you hit a creature card, you put that creature into play. Right. Which was fine because it cost four. And then back in the day, you were like paying four into using it to like steal your opponent's grizzly bears. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Helm of Obedience really kind of took off when Rest in Peace was printed. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Rest in Peace was the first static ability that exiled your opponent's graveyard. Correct. And the way that works with Helm of Obedience is, it's funny the way Helm of Obedience is worded, is it's not mill the top X cards, it's mill cards until you hit X. Right. And with a Rest in Peace in play, or in this case now a Dothan Voidwalker, or a a Leyline of the Void, all three of them work. So you can do Rip Helm, you can do Voidwalker Helm, you can do Leyline Helm. Or, I'm sorry, no, Opposition Age is only if you're searching your library, right? Yeah, yeah, Opposition Age doesn't matter. But while you have any three of those um, on the battlefield with Helm, uh, it essentially mills your opponent's entire deck because... It never sees the cards going into the graveyard, so it never fulfills the X clause. Right. Um, so you just you can pay one, tap Helm of Obedience, and mill your into your opponent's entire deck and pass the turn and win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so ever since like Rest in Peace uh, was printed, Rip Helm has kind of been a uh, uh, combo like uh, control uh, control finisher. Yep. Um, like miracles would run it for a while. There's a version of miracles that ran rest in peace, element obedience as its win condition. Um, and then we've seen it with like in black death, uh, be it being paid with, uh, paired with lay of the void. And now mm-hmm. when void Walker was printed, like people were sleeping on this combo a little bit. So it's, it's, it's good to see Adam, uh, kind of breaking it out and, and, you know, bringing it through the run, the, the circuit. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's just a sweet combo. Love it. Um, let's see what else we have here. We have four Mox Diamond for that fast mana, um, a Retrofitter Foundry, uh, which pairs well with the Urza Saga that he's playing, um, a Shadow Spear, or Leyline of the Void. Again, that's something that you said pairs well with Helm of Obedience. Um, and then the land package is four Tomb, uh, a Blast Zone, a Bajukabog, two Field of Ruin, a Caracas, five Swamp. I'm sorry, seven Swamps total. Uh, this was five snow covered and two normal swamps, three Urborgs, four Urza Saga, and four Wasteland. Pretty sweet. Yeah. So this deck is basically just trying to, like, I mean, I guess like you have the ability, like with like Dothy Voidwalker and Thought Not are both good beaters on their own, right? So you can't, you can't go on like the, ag- the aggressive plan here, but you're really just trying to mill your opponent out, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's activate, nice. activate. Well, I guess, yeah, you're trying, you're activating Helm, right? Or you can Karn for, Liquid metal coating, right? Yeah. In the sideboard. Mm-hmm. Lattice, liquid liquid metal coating the sideboard. Which I which has happened to me, which isn't the most fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the other thing. Like also similar to Black Death, it, it just it's pumping tons of two card combos into it. because uh, yep. yeah, not only the helm, but also like the current combos. Um a four plague engineer on the sideboard. Is that in 
like response to elves being like the top deck in this in this cha- challenge here? Yeah, it's great for elves, but I mean, it's also just good against uh, Delver too. Like sure. both Ragavan and Delver are one toughness creatures when yep. they first come to play. So um, it's you know it's good in that regard. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely think elves being a top deck is another big reason of it. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty pretty sweet list. Uh, was there anything else that stuck out with you with that list? Like anything you really liked about it? Uh, I mean, I just, I like, I like seeing it, uh, see more play. Um, yeah. we've seen it before. Like it's not, it's not a new, new deck, but it's mm-hmm. always been a fringe deck. And right. I think it, it's cool that it's seen more play. I am looking it up though. It's actually fairly expensive, unfortunately. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. They need to do something about Urza Saga. Urza Saga is freaking expensive. Any, any deck that's running Urza Saga right now is like automatically six, $700. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, because when I was looking, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. I mean, minus the tabernacle on the sideboard in paper, it seems like it wouldn't be too, too bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. In paper, it's it's a very affordable uh, deck. Again, minus um, the pl- minus the tabernacle. <laughs> yeah. But like, you don't need the tabernacle. Sure. Sure. Um. So, but yeah, Magic Online, it's hard because so a lot of the rental servers, that's how I play the legacy decks online. And my rental limit is 450. And, you know, I have a set of force wills that I own and then I have like the fetch lands mm-hmm. and that, that like kind of makes it a little bit more affordable. But lately, man, I can't rent any decks because all the magic decks are so expensive right now. Um, you know, with like Urza Saga being as expensive and just like, it's very difficult to find decks that are kind of within the budget. And that, that sucks. Like, yes, I get like paper is one thing, but Magic Online should be the affordable way to play Legacy. Like you shouldn't mm. need to drop a thousand dollars to play a Legacy deck on Magic Online. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just gonna yell at some clouds some more, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, yeah. It's un- not great. You know, it doesn't help when like Vintage Masters is a Phantom Draft only, right? Like, be nice to inject some you know, cheaper cards into the, uh, yeah. I mean, that would be nice, but honestly, it's not even the, it's not even the older cards. It's like, it's the new cards. Like, yeah. So they like, need to adjust what treasure chests or whatever. Something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know either. That's not, that's not my job description. I don't have answers. I just have <laughs> remarks. <laughs> right. Um, uh, outside of that in the challenge, let me just see. We did see Rude Hannigan's, uh, uh, mono black world order deck coming in 26th i don't know if we want to go over it too too much let me see if there's anything that's oh i guess so there's been a change with grief in this deck right was did, was he playing he, i don't think he was playing grief when he played uh it at the at the lal open i, I don't believe so yeah i can't remember <laughs> i know it feels like so long ago that's why i feel like grief wasn't in it but grief is the two black black uh creature that with menace and when it enters the battlefield, a target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards a card. And you can also evoke it to, just by exiling a black card from your hand. That's, yeah, cool. I like it. Yeah. Four Grizzlebrand, uh, one Una, uh, three World Gorger Dragon, four Collective Brutality, four Reanimate, four Unmask, four Dark Rit, four Entomb, four Lotus Petal, four Animate Dead, four Dance with the Dead, um, three Piranha Marsh, Three scuns, sun scorched desert, and ten swamps. It's definitely like a list that he seems like he knows exactly what he's trying to do with it. Like I love when the deck has a lot of four ups like this. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Uh, and I mean, it's just a sweet, really compact deck. Um, I, yeah, I, I recommend people check out our uh, our previous episode with Brood. Uh, yeah. We should have McGon again sometime soon. Yeah, we might we might episode. see him on Friday, man. Uh, He's down at ELD. Oh uh, yeah, you you going on Friday now? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think I will join you going on nice. do some F and M. Yeah, I would like to. I haven't played Magic in it feels like forever, so I'd like to get my hands a little dirty. Yeah, I haven't played Paper Magic in months. I've been, yeah. you know, still uh, still hunkered down, but also just super busy. Yeah, I'm just I've just been busy. I'm not hungry. I don't give a fuck. I'm not hunkered <laughs> down. I just I'm just too busy right now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, listen. Hey, I'm double shotted. I'm about to get my boosty. I'm fucking good to go. Both my kids are fully vaxxed. My wife's been boosted. Like we're, we're, we're like we've done everything that they they have asked of us. So that's why I'm saying I'm I'm just saying fuck it. Mask off. Mask you know off. What I'm saying? Straight, straight up, just like future. <laughs> Mask off. Molly Percocet. Let's go. Molly um, Percocet. <laughs> so the 50 lists. Um, again, shout out to Chronicler on uh the Reddit, the subreddit, because I love how they're <laughs> they're set separate out by full spice, semi-spice, and just the normal lists. Um, was there anything in the spicy column that you thought was pretty neat? Um, uh, the challenge a lot see. of saga decks. I'm talking about the uh, Legacy League, sorry. Oh, the League. Yeah. This is when, it, like, you know, the decks are getting a little wild. This is Mono Red Foundry Welder Sagra Aggro <laughs> uh, by Ella One. A lot of these cards. I, okay, so we got four Bray as Apprentice, four Goblin Welder, four Hope of Gearper, four Ornithopter, four Galvanic Glass, four Bolt. Uh, four chromatic star, four lotus petal, four mox opal, a pirate spell bomb, four retrofitter foundry, a shadow spear, four tomb, four great furnace, six mountain, four Urza's saga. It's wow. This is so, a list. Yeah, I'm trying to see what <laughs> I like the welder. So, oh, right. You're right. Yeah, the welder. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like it's using the welders to weld like Brea's apprentice into play over and over again. Cause every time you do that, you're creating tokens. Right. Um, well, I get, I mean, not just Brea, like the entire deck, it feels is built around goblin welder and you're just like getting uh, advantage by mm-hmm. making uh thopter artifact tokens. Right. Right. Yeah. Retrofitter foundry is also doing that as well. Yeah. So retrofitter foundry is pumping out our uh, thopter tokens and you're just like welding them away with the welder to just get value with like pyrite spell bombs, mm-hmm. Brea's and hope of Um And let's see. And then, Oh, and then they're also using like galvanic blast as a uh, <laughs> souped up burn spell. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Right. Uh yeah, seems like the saga retrofitter foundry, like well, no, it's not a combo necessarily, but and, and chromatic energy there, chromatic star too. Like chromatic star draws you cards, so every time it gets welded back into play, you right, draw a card. right, right. Yeah, so this deck feels like it just built around the goblin welder engine, which I love. Is there a way that they untap goblin welder, or is that just in their untap step? Yeah, you can only do it once per turn. Okay, but I mean, so a lot of times that's enough. Sure. And especially if you start doubling up with multiple welders. Mm-hmm. Uh, that list looks sweet. I might have to give that a run. Let's see. Let's see if it's in my price range. It's running. <laughs> it's running freaking four. It's four sagas. sagas. So probably not. But you just need to bite the bullet and buy four sagas, Jerry. Ah, uh, barely. Like, do I really just have to drop two hundred dollars on Magic Online to get four Urza sagas? <laughs> I don't want to, but I guess I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. 
Let's see how much this is going to cost me to rent. Oh, it's in my budget pad. It's only 412 tickets. Nice. I can play this. I'm going to give this a whirl tonight. I'm going to see how this goes. All right. Yeah, you got to keep us uh keep us updated. Let us know what happens. I love a good welder deck. Like that welder's always been one of my favorite uh one of my favorite cards in magic. It's it's sweet. Uh so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. What else we got? Um for the spicy lists, there was a Blue Red Holiday Dread Skull Prison. Jesus, these names, man. What the these frick? names? Can't we just go back to cereals, guys? Come on. Dread Skull Prison. What does this do? All right. So, car four, three. Well, it's running three Phyrexian Dreadnought, Jerry. Oh, all right. I'm sold. This deck's <laughs> awesome. Let's go. Uh, so, three Karn, one Narset, a Brazen Borrower, three Hull Breacher, three Phyrexian Dreadnought, four Days Undoing. A yeah, what is make work in Blue Red Delver? <laughs> what is um, going on with this deck? Two Seagate Restoration. <laughs> Uh, force negation, f- four force of will, three trick bind. Uh, one of uh, Adrian's favorite cards. Uh, four chalice, three petal, four scroll of fate. Scroll of fate is a three man artifact. You get to manifest a card from your hand if you tap it. Wow, how does? Oh, is that is that for to get Frexian Dreadnought out? Yeah, that's to get Frexian Dreadnought. So you put Frexian okay. Dreadnought on top of your library, and then you scroll of fate it into play. Okay. Uh, they have all the ways to get Frank's and Dread on to play. They're also Torpor running Orb. Torpor Orb, then also the Trick Binds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I think that works this way. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure you can Trick Bind the Days Undoing so it doesn't end your turn, but I might be wrong on that. Uh, I don't think that's part of it. I don't think that that's how that works. Yeah, I don't just think because so. it seems like end your turn. It's part of this of the actual spell. It's not like a you don't get to like pick at what point. Yeah, of the spell it's to get yeah to... that's that's true. That's true. So maybe, maybe it doesn't. So they're just running the days undoing with the whole breacher because days undoing plus whole breacher means you draw seven cards and your opponent discards their hands. Right. Which right. is. Same with also the Narset. Narset plus Days Undoing is also So what's a good. Trick Bind for? Is Trick Bind just to get in Frexian then? Yeah, I think it's just for the Frexian Dreadnought, which I think is kind of overkill, running Torpor Orb and Scroll of Fate and Trick Bind. It is a 12-12 trample. Uh, is there anything else that goes with the Trick Bind? I mean, I guess Narset is pretty cool too with uh, with Days Undoing as well. Yeah, I feel like... Narset this... out and then you Days Undoing... They discard. They shuffle their hand into their gra- and graveyard in the library and, and draw one card, and you draw seven. Right. I just feel that I'm still missing something with the trick bind. I guess it is it just the dreadnought. Okay. And then the Seagate Restoration. I'm not sure what the Seagate Restorations in there for. Like, are uh, they really are they really just hard gassing that? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. It's also a land. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could still play it as play it as a land, which they're mono blue. Oh no, they what are they running red for? Is it in the sideboard? Let's take a look at the sideboard. Um, well, they have an. Uh, uh, they're running Magus of the Moon in the sideboard. They have and, EE in the sideboard as well. So yeah, one extra. one EE and one Magus of the Moon. Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, and uh, and Blood Moon. 
Oh, where do you, oh, and then the two blood moon. Okay, yep. that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Oh man, Arcane Laboratory. That is a card I haven't seen in a while. That's a that's a that is the OG Storm hate. That's what we <laughs> that's what we played when Storm was standard legal. Arcane Laboratory was oh. our was our go to Storm three mana <laughs> three mana hate card. <laughs> yeah, three mana hate rough. card. <laughs> that's how we dealt. That's how we dealt with Dendrils of Agony back in my day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Arcane Laboratory two in a blue each player can't play more than one spell each turn this deck's pretty sweet i feel i have to play it i i feel i'm missing something with a seagate like is it really just there as a land and as something you cast i mean i guess if you have well if you have seagate if you have days and doing and then into seagate you get to draw what you have to get four you get 14 cards your hand i guess but i don't know what right the and then- that are <laughs> You never know. You never know. It's seven mana. It's 10 mana total. I mean, they actually they're running a sneak and show mana base. So it is actually fairly realistic that they've cast it. Like they're running three ancient tomb, three city of traders. True. True. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a pretty sweet list. It is kind of neat. I like it. I like it too. I like it too. That's cool. It's um, still running Saga, though. Really wish it wouldn't. <laughs> I know. The, the other deck we're going to talk about is, uh, is Rugs, Rugs Saga, Saga, Saga Song Storm. Again, these names, guys. Um, okay, this is different. Uh, this is a Narset. So we're seeing Narset come back, which I like. Uh, a Hall Breacher, four Thought Monitor, four Echo of Aeons, four Thought Cast, two uh, Brain Freeze. Is- oh, this is a Brain Freeze deck. It's like it's the eight cast deck that we talked about. Uh, right. Yeah. Was it two weeks ago? Um, so it's very similar to the eight gas deck, mm-hmm. um, but it's running song of creation, which is one green, blue, red for an enchantment. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Whenever you cast a spell, draw two cards at the beginning of your end step, discard your hands. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool with the eight gas deck. Cause the eight gas deck is just based around dumping its hand every turn. Mm-hmm. Like if you look its entire artifact, it's running 22, zero cost artifacts right <laughs> so song creation goes pretty well with that when you're just literally dumping your hand every turn and then every time you play a zero cost artifact you chain through your deck this yep. kind of reminds me of like a non-creature version of cheerios okay because you play urza's bobble draw two cards play mox opal draw two cards play mox diamond even if it doesn't stick around you still get to draw two cards Four Mishra's Bobble, you know, draw two cards. Mm-hmm. Lotus Petal, draw two cards. Lion's Eye Down, draw two cards. Chromash, draw two cards. That probably feels good. Yeah, like, that's actually sick. Getting yeah. a Song of Creation out and then just... <laughs> just like <laughs> rapid fire machine gunning through your through your deck that right. that seems pretty sweet and then if you hit any snags you got the uh, the thought monitors and the thought cast to keep you going and then you just brain freeze their face. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. This is sweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this deck out too. Is this, this in my budget? Jerry is this just in Jerry, my budget? Jerry just like went through three decks. Like I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this. <laughs> Jerry is not gonna sleep for the next week and a half, guys. Let's try this. Let's see how much does this one clock in at. Again, it does have uh, four copies of Versa Saga. Ah, stupid Versa Saga. Oh well, guess I'm not playing this one. <laughs> Why is that, Jerry? This is a $900 Magic Online deck. <laughs> what is so expensive in it? Oh, the okay. Yeah, four Lotus Petals are $120. 
four Mishra Mishra's bobbles are expensive again. $150 for a play set of Mishra's bobbles. Wow. $200 for the Urza side. We have seen a lot of bobbles in the like we've seen it in the blue red decks. Obviously, it's like a, it's a modern staple. So <sighs> just I just want to play decks. Like it, it is uh well, I shouldn't not anymore. It's been like this way probably for about a actually probably since about COVID, but like legacy decks used to, like a four hundred dollar legacy deck used to be expensive. Like you used to be able to right. play like anything in legacy, and just shocking to see where how all these prices are going through the roof on Magic Online. Like Wizards needs to get off its mm-hmm. ass and start reprinting some of the stuff on there. <laughs> I, I and I'm telling you, it's because they got rid of flashback drafts too. That was always another kind of thing. The reason why legacy decks were so cheap on Magic Online is because whenever anything got expensive, mm-hmm. there would just be a flashback draft. And then the price would go down and you could get your copies. Right. Now with no flashback drafts, it's just it's it's really hard to get new copies into circulation and it's really annoying. Damn it, wizard, stop ruining everything you touch. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> is that, if that's not the refrain from the last three years, I don't know what the fuck is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I won't be trying this deck out, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, was there anything else we wanted to chat about before we wrap it up here? Ah, uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, I uh, did you see my Christmas decorations, Pat? I did. I saw you punched in a bunch of uh, uh, old uh, old school cards. People were crying about. Um, yeah, I just I found this like draft chafe in the bottom of my shoebox, like like force fields yep, and yep. like Di- Diamond Valley. Like I've never seen any of these cards. See play of you? No, no, it's not no, nothing I've played. Yeah, maybe maybe got, Ian's played them in, in old school. Yeah, maybe, but I, I've never seen them see played, so they can't be worth very much. So I just took kind of like a three-hole punch to them. Yeah. And I just pop, pop, punch some holes in it. Now I got myself, uh, you know, put some nice red ribbon. And now I got some nice uh, some nice Christmas decorations. They're hanging, ri- they're hanging right above my, uh, my Santa Claus frozen in carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> I did like your gnome on top of your tree. I thought there was like some other tail behind it, but it's just like a gnome. I thought there was like some like some mythos that i wasn't aware of but it's just a gnome which is cool there's nothing wrong uh, with that yeah so so this year it's it's me and my girlfriend's like first you know christmas together living together and mm-hmm. so obviously like she has her traditions and i have my traditions and she comes from a family where they they put a boring old star on top of the tree that's boring it is boring yeah <laughs> and my family we always put like a saint nicholas or a, or a krampus <laughs> on oh, top of the okay. tree uh and she, and she was she was horrified that she's like you put a person on top of your tree <laughs> like <laughs> um but so we got rid of it and i found this sweet uh gnome tree topper and it like it just makes it look like your tree is wearing a gnome for a hat yeah yeah <laughs> and it was great but she thinks it's really creepy so i've started just taking it off the tree and hiding it around the house for her to oh, find oh it's like your own elf on a shelf i love that <laughs> yeah except it, except terror <laughs> well, that's, yeah. she's, creep, she's creeped out by this gnome thing and she like she thinks it comes alive so i just uh i just i just leave it in places for her to find it <laughs> i love it i love it that's fantastic uh but yep you got you got your tree up pat oh yeah we've had it up since like uh a couple of days after thanksgiving and we try to go cut our tree down like the weekend after like the the week of thanksgiving like right after that usually that saturday or sunday we try to go and get it done and throw it up in the house and decorate it and uh this year most of my decorations are you know that like the bottom two feet of the tree are bare because we have the, the puppy so she you know she tries to pull everything off the fucking tree she's already destroyed like two or three ornaments so 
my Boba Fett is up is up high where she can't get to it. Nice. Yeah. I I got myself my uh, my girlfriend bought me a Boba Fett tree ornament, and then I saw. I got I got my Santa Claus frozen in carbonite. I got my baby Yoda. I got my Mando. So just- here's a problem with having kids is that like a lot of my decorations right now are like their handmade stuff from from school, which is like cool, but they're all like you know. They take up a lot of space. <laughs> you want to hang the cool, like, not, like yeah, not nearly as well cool crafted. As I want to be, so. And the, meanwhile, your kids are like, "Here's some paper mache chains yeah. we made." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, you know, we can get some cooler stuff in there. So we have to step up our game the next couple of years. <laughs> no, I mean they're they're getting older now, so there's less arts and crafts coming home every day. So that's that's good, I guess. That's good. You got to start doing. You got to do two trees. That's so. That's too so. much work, Jerry. That's too much work. <laughs> so my friends, they, they bought a tree. And they brought it home mm-hmm. only to find out that the tree was too fat to fit in the door. <laughs> was it not wrapped up? I don't I don't know what the story is, but they couldn't they couldn't get it in the house. I find that it, very hard to believe. I find it that was very hard to believe. It was too fat to fit in the door, so they couldn't get it in the house. So instead they set it up on their on their uh, patio. Okay. <laughs> and they decorated the tree on the patio. That's kind of cool though. I kind of like yeah. outdoor trees. Yeah, but then they're like, oh, well, now we don't have a tree inside. So they got like a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> so I'm thinking you got to get two trees, Pat. You got to get a tree for like the the arts and crafts stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you need a tree for all the cool decorations. Yeah, the arts and crafts stuff can be my kids room where I don't have to see it. Yeah, that's not a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> Some parents put their kids arts and crafts on the refrigerator. Pat no, puts it's, them in the garbage. It's on our fridge. Thing. No, it's on our. I mean, in all reality, I do love this stuff, but it's, it, you know, they don't make them compact. You know, they're like, they're large around like eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper. So you can only fit like a couple dozen on the tree, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get into scoops and poops, Jerry. Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Scoop. Uh, I am going to scoop in all of our listeners in this happy holiday season. Like my cop out answer. Yes, yeah, that was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Cool. Happy holidays, my humbug. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have any scoops this week, Jerry. Let's end it with it this way. Let's end it this way. What's your favorite holiday movie? Oh, oh, easy. So, you know how people say Die Hard is the best Christmas movie? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but okay. I mean, they're wrong because not only is Die Hard not the best Christmas movie, though it is an excellent Christmas movie. Pat, you're wrong in that regard. Okay. I mean, I'm not, it's not a hill I'm going to die on, so that's fine. Die Hard isn't even the best action Christmas movie. Oh, because that title belongs to Home Alone. Uh, Arnold's jingle all the way oh the- yeah what got the action figure really <laughs> yes okay. with uh with sinbad arnold oh, schwarzenegger great. and sinbad action comedy christmas movie uh it is amazing it's about arnold schwarzenegger going all over the city looking for this turbo man action figure that his kid wants yep. uh for christmas and he's getting into all sorts of hijinks and it's just Arnold. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> don't don't touch my cookies. Wow, that sounds just like Arnold. It's amazing. <laughs> Those are my cookies. Don't touch my Christmas cookies. <laughs> Spot on. It's, amaz- Spot it's on. amazing. So yeah, so this year we set up the Christmas tree, and my girlfriend got to watch her favorite Christmas movie, which is Elf. <laughs> Elf is a <laughs> Elf is a solid choice. Hundred yep. percent solid choice. 
And then, then when that ended, we got to watch mine, which was Jingle All the Way. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend everyone go watch Jingle It's been all a way. long time. I probably saw it, The last time I saw it was probably the year it came out, honestly. Which was 96, <laughs> maybe? Yep. Sounds about right. Right. Okay. What about you, Pat? What's uh, your favorite Christmas movie? So I got a couple that are in my top list here. Um, it's hard to pick, but Muppet Christmas Carol. Is definitely Ooh. in my top. That's a great Good movie. one. That's a great one. Uh, Scrooge. <laughs> to be fair, it is. It is Dickens. Like, <laughs> well, also with Scro- Scrooged with Bill Murray. Like, if you could have gotten Bill Murray in the uh, in the Muppets adaptation, I really would have liked that because it's basically it's the same story. But if you haven't seen Scrooged, it's basically uh, Bill Murray doing the Christmas Carol story, which is which is really good. Is it set in modern day though? Yes. Yeah. 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 That, okay. Yep. Yeah. That's right. He's like now. a TV exec and yada yada. It's 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 it's. Listen, it's Bill Murray. He's fucking fantastic. Um, and then I would say Elf is my other is my you know on my on my top list like for sure. Those are my three that I think every holiday I have to watch. But I think Muppet Christmas Carol is my is my favorite one currently. I will say like what was the last? I think is Elf the last like holiday Big classic holiday movie? that's really hit because that's a lot the only one I can think of really. Yeah, uh, and then I would say another big one, uh, though it's not Christmas, is Eight Crazy Nights with Adam. Oh, Sandler. sure, sure, sure. Well, I guess Love Actually too is like a a Christmasy movie, but that's not like a that to me that's not like a classic Christmas movie, you know? Like, yeah, what is what is like? I think you might be right. I think Elf might be the last of like the classic Christmas movies. Yeah, like they, I mean, they try to hit they try to hit a Christmas movie every year, but they're just you know, it's so hard to get the right just to, to to get the right movie you know what i mean like it's hard to to get a good christmas movie and i think i think elf is the last one i can really think of um i think love actually might be older than elf but i'm not 100% sure uh, i would say so yeah love actually is a 2003 film elf is also 2003 okay so the same year yeah i can't think of anything else uh like more recent than oath and in 2003 i mean that was the year i graduated high school man that was a long time ago it, that's, it, that's a dr- that's quite the drought to not have a solid christmas movie right like that eight, it may, that, if we're if we're forgetting anything let us know listeners yeah but, uh i guess uh <laughs> so uh the polar express in 2009 which oh, i don't sure. know i don't know why that's a classic though because that that movie scares the hell out of me <laughs> like, polar express is okay yeah cgi was not up to Par, like par when that movie came out so like it has the soulless eyes like all the characters like look through you <laughs> <laughs> like just terrifying terrifying yeah I, I mean they made like like they made the anim- the animated Grinch one in 2018 which is actually really uh, good with, with Benedict Cumberbatch one. I never actually saw that with who uh, Benedict Cumberbatch what Benedict Cumberbatch is in the like the 2018 Dr. Seuss. Is he really? Oh, he is. He's the Grinch. Interesting. Yeah. I don't really know who he is, honestly. Like, I mean, I know who he is, but I couldn't tell like who like he Dr. is Str- by his voice. Doctor Strange. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm looking at these other ones and none of these are any good. All the other ones made after it are like, I've never heard of it. Like Christmas in Vienna. What the hell is that? Uh, that's probably some Hallmark hallmark movie not a lot of great stuff no it, like i said i think i really think it's hard to like hit the it has to be like a good mix of like what is a good christmas movie well and what order, is a good movie right i feel in order for like a good christmas movie to be made 
you have to not be trying to make a Christmas movie because the quote unquote Christmas movie is so formulaic. It's just boring. And you're just never going to get a movie that becomes a classic, just following the same old thing. Like the reason why elf is a classic is because it's a riff. Right. uh, What is it? It's it like, if you look elf is like a direct reference to the old, like 1960s clay animation, uh, like Rudolph. And then what's what's that? Totally. Yeah, it's like uh, the the elf that wants to be a dentist, so he like leaves the North Pole and he like meets his friends. Like it's it's literally a retelling of Elf. Yes, <laughs> um, but they did it as a comedy, so that's why that's why it works. Yeah, um, Home um, Alone Home Alone works because it's about a kid fighting off robbers. And it just so so happens it's so to be good, dude. Daniel time. Stern and uh, and and uh, Joe Pesci are so fucking good in that movie, dude. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Oh, he's so funny. Um, all right, so. Uh, so let's I'm going to go through the. Uh, I have this list here of the top 65 Christmas movies, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read you off the top 10 and we're going to see which of these we've seen, which was which of these we haven't seen. All right. So let's start with number 10, which is. The Santa Claus, Tim Allen, 1994. I've seen it. Love it. Good movie. Yeah, uh, my my dad loves Tim Allen. Like Tim Allen is my dad's favorite actor for some reason. Don't, <laughs> don't <tell me. laughs> my dad loves Home Improvement and whatever Tim Allen's like new show is. But my dad's a carpenter, and I guess he sees himself in oh, Tim oh, Allen. Oh. I, listen, Home Home Improvement was a solid show. Solid Home show. Improvement was a solid show for sure, one hundred percent. The but holiday. Yeah, Sam- I've never even heard of it. Number nine in 2006. I think it says Jack Black in it. Actually, Kate Winslet, uh, uh, Jude Law. Have not seen it. No interest in seeing it. Uh, number eight is the 2018 Grinch movie, which we just talked about. Lo- like the movie quite a bit. I- I- it's a good movie. Uh, number seven, Miracle on 34th Street, 1947. Have not have never seen this movie. That's the one about like, yes, Virginia, there is a- the Santa Claus. I think. It just says he goes to trial to prove his identity. Yeah, I think it's about a crazy person who thinks he's Santa Claus, and okay. then all this, and all of New York decides to reinforce this crazy person's delusion and tells him that yes, he is Santa Claus, and it's supposed to be heartwarming, and really, it's a tragic story about <laughs> mental health crisis. <laughs> <laughs> just people gaslighting this crazy person, gaslighting this homeless old man oh, into thinking he's crazy, he's Santa Claus. Uh, number six. Here's a shocker. Number six is a uh, sequel. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, 1992. Okay. Uh, good one. It's a solid, solid Christmas movie. Like it. Yeah, Donald Trump is in it. <laughs> he is. He is. Donald Trump is in it. <laughs> Even though when they play it on TV now, they actually cut the scene with Donald Trump. <laughs> Love it. Even better. Love revisionist history. Uh, number five is Elf, 2003. Again, this okay. is one of my top three Christmas movies. Love it. Uh, number four, Charlie Brown Christmas, 1965. Love the soundtrack. I can't say I like the movie. Yeah. Like if yeah. I want like a nice like if I'm making like a holiday dinner like a, you know Christmas dinner or like I mean it, we're in December and I'm making dinner for the family I'll throw that on the speaker and I'll like listen to it while I'm making dinner you know I like the idea of the peanuts like I never particularly enjoyed watching the peanuts but I'm glad that they exist and that people get joy from them sure yeah yeah absolutely um, Christmas Story 1983 oh is that the you'll shoot your eyes out yeah it's like I hate that movie can i tell you something <laughs> that movie was a straight flop in the theater like horrible yeah. did horribly yeah, the because theater. it's a bad movie and it, we're gonna get hate mail for this because for some reason it's people's favorite movie but dude that movie is bad it's a bad movie i completely it's, agree completely it's a bad agree. movie hate it and yeah for some reason channels decided to do like 24 hour marathons out of yeah it's it's because people well 
Jerry, we know this country's full of idiots, so it should be surprising. <laughs> uh, number two, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 1989, a movie I just saw for the first time last year. It was good. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't really like the shitter's full thing. Like, I don't like that kind of comedy. It's not that funny to me, but. Yeah, I feel I it's like kind of it's kind of dated. Yeah, it's kind of dated. Like and uh, the number one Christmas movie. So interesting to note: Home Alone two is in the top ten, but Home Alone the original not in the top ten. I not think Home Alone. 10. I think the original Home Alone is a stronger movie in my opinion. Ooh, but. it's hard, but like his setup in Home Alone two was better. Like he got to booby trap an entire like apartment complex versus just like a true, house. true. But home, Alone, but original home alone, when he shoots him in the, in the dick with a BB gun is really funny. <laughs> and in the face, it's, it's really good. It's really I did, good. Was it the first one or the second one where he like sets his head on fire? The first I just, one, the first way he sets his head on fire and he just looks in the window in the mirror yeah. and just like the scream he lets yeah. out. Oh. <laughs> just, Dude, I mean, like who would have thought Joe Pesci would be so good in that kind of con- I mean, he was awesome in uh what was that one he did that he was a he played his he played his own lawyer or his his girlfriend played his lawyer. What the fuck um, was that? Uh my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. My cousin yep. Vinny. Oh no, he he played a lawyer for his cousin or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That's a great so maybe he is maybe he is good in comedy. I just think of Joe Pesci as like in Goodfellas and in, in casino, you should, like beating you people watch. to death. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what am I? Haha funny? Yes, Mr. Pesci, you're yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you should watch on uh, Netflix uh, the movies that made us. They actually have uh, Home Alone as oh, really? one of the episodes. Yeah, and it's like it's all about the making of Home Alone and it's oh. it's it's hilarious. Okay. Um, I'll check that out. But yeah. All right. Well, so. let's get to the number one movie then, Jerry. What is it? What if you're gonna guess what the number one? This is very like stereotypical, so it's not really like a surprise. Um, it, and it's like of all time. Yeah, it's a 1946 movie. Here, that's a that's a hint. Uh, Christmas Carol. It's a Wonderful Life. Or it's a Wonderful Life, not a Christmas Carol. Yeah, You've never seen it. That's that's what I was thinking, and I still said a Christmas Carol. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's it ranks number eleven on the American Film Institute's original list of the hundred greatest films of all time. American films. So in my finance class, I actually use It's a Wonderful Life for examples <laughs> because in it, he tries to sell his life insurance contract for cash value. So it's uh-huh. the way I teach my students about cash value. <laughs> and then he, when it fails, he tries to commit suicide to collect on his, on his life insurance, which is also a lesson I teach about why insurance companies have suicide clauses in their contracts. <laughs> So yeah, it's a wonderful life is a is a great uh, teaching teaching. Wow, a lot of class. a lot of death and despair in a movie that's supposed to be a Christmas. <laughs> yeah, about a movie about Christmas time. <laughs> I have never seen it. Um, so I'm sure people will be surprised. Uh, I don't like old movies. Is that I weird? Love, I love old black and white movies. <sighs> like hard pass. No, it's hard just pass. something about it, man. I don't like movies where like I just don't like I don't like I don't like old movies. You don't like movies where there isn't enough explosions per minute ratio. No, that's not even <laughs> what it is. It's like um, everything is over. I feel like in old, old movies, everything is overacted. You know what I mean? Like, I don't Compared know. Compared to today's movies where everyone's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like really attractive. And like, you know, that's what I want to see. <laughs> when I watch a movie, I want to see attractive people, you know? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's called porn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it for uh, that's it for this week. Uh hope you guys get your christmas shopping done it is uh the, the 13th today so it's this is going to be what this the 18th when it comes out so get your shopping done stay safe get your shots and if someone tells you put on a mask tell them to go fuck themselves <laughs> nope <laughs> don't do that <laughs>
Put it on. Waxed and waxed, baby. Let's go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. <laughs>